Okay, hey, so this is a special morning because we wanted to share with you our experience in the, in the Dominican Republic. We just went on a missions trip uh, a little over a month ago, and we had an awesome time. And I hope you guys get out of, you know, we're all supposed to be uh, following God in our, in our own personal life, and we're called to serve him in our own personal way. And uh, whether that's with, with our friends or at our workplace or with our family. And so as we share, I hope you guys look for um, encouragement in your own life and your own walk with Jesus. So I'm going to hand this over here. Now what I thought would be really cool is just to give you kind of an, a big overview of what we were doing in the DR. What exactly was our mission why were we there? So I've got a little video that I'm going to talk alongside. Now this is kind of Google Maps. So there's us in Ashland right in between Omaha and Lincoln. We're going to zoom out. And this was awesome. It took us quite a few hours to get there, but you we were able to get there in one day. 
And as you can see, there's Nebraska by Nebraska. We're going to go south. There's Florida off the coast of Florida. We got the Caribbean Sea. And there's the Dominican right next to Cuba. The Dominican Republic is part of one whole island, and the other half is Haiti. Haiti's going through a lot of troubles right now, uh, a lot of political instability there. But in the Dominican, we're mostly in the southern part. So here you can see the big city called Santo Domingo, and that is where we uh, flew into. Um, it is a very big town, and there's a little peninsula there right underneath Boca. That's the airport. So you fly in there. There's some turbulence that freaked us all out. We screamed. And, but it was fun. Remember that, guys? And, and then we got on a bus and we drove through that huge town. And it's a culture difference, you know. There is, there is a decent amount of wealth in Santo Domingo, but then there's a lot of poverty. And there's a lot of poverty throughout the whole nation. Now, there's lots of mountains in the middle. Now, here you can see there's a valley, a lighter area. And there's San Juan right in the middle. San Juan is a big town. And that is where we stayed every night. So we drove quite a few hours, like four, four and a half hours to get to San Juan. And this is where we spent the night. And that's kind of our home base. That's the home base of our ministry called Tierra Prometida. And Tierra Prometida, they um, are helping churches in the Dominican. And how they help them is they partner them with a church in America. So we are partnered with a church down there. Now, each day we would travel from San Juan, you can see there's some mountains there. We go through the forest and we get to Valuejo. And that is where our partner church is, which is so cool. So we would, on our first day, we visited them. It, we went to Sunday morning church with them and it was an awesome experience. And so we got to see uh, them, got to meet them. The pastor's name is Saulo and he's an awesome man. He lives there at the church with his wife. They have an awesome congregation. Um, so yeah, but now this ministry, Tierra Prometida, they, so we're connected with this church now and we drive a little bit farther past there to, this is called Rio Riba and we are working with them to plant a church here and we are partnered with them over the next several years to help plant a church here. So you can see that's the Escuela Prim Primaria, that is the primary school in Rio Riba. And that's where we did um, VBS and stuff. We would walk around the village and share the gospel with people, do house visits. And that's where we were. So kind of zooming back out, there we were, uh, Viuelo and San Juan. So yeah, you can kind of get a view of where exactly we were in the Dominican. I just thought it'd be cool to show you guys a visual with that. That was all kind of in the southern part of the country. And there we are. Uh, this ministry that we're a part of, that we're joining with, they are all about planting church and churches. And so this is our second week going. And what's really cool is the, the first trip we sent was in September. This was our last, our most recent one in June. And all the while, they have a team in, in Valle that is going there all the time and working on building a church, sharing the gospel. And we're kind of like the troops that come in every once in a while and give them a hand. So anyway, that's the big idea. And so we are so excited to share about this. Are you, are you ready, guys, to share? Um, this is, these are several of our, of our people that went. We had 16 in all, so we're missing some. But uh, they have a lot to share, and God did some awesome things on the trip. So take it away. Okay, I guess I get the lucky job of going first here. Um, if you've never been to the Dominican, I'll, I'll explain a little bit about that as well. Santo Domingo is a giant town. 
it's five million. Um, that's the capital you fly in. San Juan, where we stay, is about Lincoln. It's 300,000. Um, I didn't say this in the first one. The province of where we are at is 2.3 million, so kind of like the county. So take the county of where we stay in is bigger than the entire state of Nebraska. A um, lot of people, um, stuff like that. But this is my second trip. Oh, I forgot. We were told. My name is Josh Johnson. We were supposed to say the names. Uh, sorry. Make sure to say your name. Did, <laughs> we didn't the first time, and we got in trouble. Uh, um, this is my second trip. Um, and the first trip really changed my life. Um, I was kind of really nervous to go on it. Obviously thrilled that I did. Um, and I am planning on going on all of them. Um, this trip was a little different for me because I had a little different role. Um, but I, I kind of had more of an overview role. And, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I really got to see a lot of people's lives changed and things like that. But then I asked, in my other role, I got asked to teach, which... That is not my role. I am not a teacher. Um, but I'm going to read the verses that I, that I spoke on because I thought it really felt, it felt to me uh, uh, a base of what we need as believers here, but also just in our daily life and, and especially down there. And it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. And it's everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And 28. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. And for me, I just kind of read that. I don't know exactly why God put that on my heart, but he did. Um, and then it just kind of brought me back to, um, yeah, I mean, here, you know, we have so much, we have so much access to everything here. Um, you can kind of pick and choose whatever you want. But if you don't have your life centered on Christ and the foundation of him as everything, it, it really doesn't matter. And, and then especially when you go out of the country and you go on something like this, um, if your mind is not, you know, really focused and, and, and solidified on that, you can really wander and, and Satan can really grab a hold of you. Because, um, I mean, it, it, we didn't really feel it too much and didn't feel it in the first trip either, but, um, you know, there's a lot of evil stuff in the world. Um, and so if you, if you don't have your life really focused and your heart focused on that, um, you, you can, you can wander pretty quick, but it was a wonderful experience again for me. Um, you just, and, and, and for the, for the three of us that went on the first trip, literally you fly in and, and you land there and we all kind of just looked at each other and went like, Hey, we're home. Um, uh, it, it is a very, very special place to me. Um, and I, I kind of joked about it to my wife, but one of the times I'll probably bring money and actually buy a house there, but we'll see. Uh, she probably won't like that, but that's okay. But uh, we'll cross that bridge if it happens. Um, I am Cassie McKnight. Uh, there are so many stories. Uh, we couldn't see the slides during the first one, um, so seeing all of that just brings all that back to life. Um, so we, I wrote the story of the week, uh, so there's more on there. 
I'll try not to double up. But we stayed in a house uh, with no air conditioning, and um, it's kind of like camping. If you've ever in a tent or a camper, is pretty better than a tent, but not like a camper. Yeah. Um, no air conditioning. Um, there was one mirror in the whole house. It was about the size of an eight by ten photo, and down in the living room, so not even in uh, in the bathroom. So very quickly upon arriving, we decided we were all going to be hot and sweaty, and no one was going to care. And um, that was very humbling. Um, I've never been outside of here, so. Um, that was hard, very humbling. Uh, I had to surrender a lot very quickly. Um, the other part was the language barrier. So we would go out in teams, there were 16 of us and we had three interpreters, so one interpreter per team. And the language barrier is so difficult. We communicate a lot here. Um, we use words all the time. Words were something we could not use. So unless someone was with us. They picked up on little things. It's not like we couldn't communicate, I guess, but it was hard. Like you wanna have a you know, conversation and community and it wasn't an option. So uh, we did that through our gestures, through our body language, through the smile on our faces, uh, the hope in our hearts. So how do you convey Jesus to somebody who you can't use words with? and it shows on your face and it shows in your heart, it shows how you serve. So that taught me a lot as well. I'm so thankful to have been given the opportunity. I'm Derek Bowler and I really liked just, I hung out with the kids the entire time and I just played with them. They're always playing and it's a lot different over there because none of them are playing on their phones or anything. They don't have phones or any of that. So they're actually just interacting with you, having fun, and they just do whatever. You're always giving them piggyback rides. They always want piggyback rides, and they're just running around with balls. And we had a VBS, and you could really tell that they were actually learning stuff from the VBS about Jonah and the fish and all that. And walking around, you could see meeting new people, and there was a house that recently burnt down and they had already started rebuilding it when we were there. So that, they were really blessed by that. Yeah. Um, my name is JC and I went on the trip last September and it absolutely changed my life. It was like the best week ever. Um, I talk about it all the time, but just like Josh said, going back to the DR was just like going back home after being gone for a long time, especially after building such good relationships with the people there. Um, and these past nine months, I had watched back all the videos and the pictures on my phone. And I just remember driving up the mountain and looking out the window and being like, whoa, this is real. I'm not just watching this on my phone anymore. I'm actually here again. Um, and it was so cool. We drove up the mountain and into the village and up to the school where all the kids were behind the gates. Um, waiting for the bus and they were all jumping up and cheering and smiling and they were so excited to see us and I just remember getting off the bus and running up to them and holding their hands through the fence and um, just being like I've waited for nine months to see these kids and here I am um, and then the teacher finally opened the gate and I just got to hug all of them and it was so cool.
Um, and there had been a lot of change in the village over those nine months. Um, like what Eric said, the ministry didn't stop when we left. Our church partners were continually going there. And last time I remember talking to people in the village and um, their faith was hurt because of the church. There was a lot of church hurt and um, they didn't trust the church down there in Rio Reba. So we we're kind of just rebuilding that. Um, and there was still some of that when we went back this time, but we also got to talk to some people who had given their lives to Christ and were attending the church services. Um, and we got to talk about what they were studying in the Bible and how it was impacting their life. And it was just a cool reminder that God can save all those people on his own. He doesn't need us to go down there, but he chose to include us and our church partners um, to not only change their lives, to, but to change our lives as well. So I'm really grateful for the chance to go down there and I can't wait until next time. Uh, I'm Jackson and this is my first time ever leaving the country. I left the country to not the richest, not the richest part of not the richest country in the world. It was definitely quite a culture shock going down there instead of here in America, like the no AC having to be having to have having to have a sheet on top of me so that way the mosquitoes wouldn't just literally kill me in my sleep. <laughs> having to use a bucket for a shower and trying to manage all that and having to pour out my water bottle to brush my teeth and it was definitely a while definitely quite a culture shock but all of that pales into comparison to what went down down there how we interacted with people how the people interacted with us how we helped the ministry and how we just talked to the people they here in america a lot of people have a very materialistic mindset oh i got to get the better job i got to get the better house i got to get the better car but down there it's just people being with people. They ha live in the village. Most of them live in what we'd call rundown shacks, but to them it's home and home is home. They are happier than honestly quite a lot of Americans because they don't, they're not very materialistic. Like sure, yeah, nicer house is nice, but so, you know, their mindset isn't like, we got to get more stuff. It's, oh, there's more people. Let's go hang out with them. It's a much happier and outgoing culture. And that was especially nice when we were doing ministry. We wouldn't have to stay down in the hot sun. They'd invite us into their homes. We'd sit down and we'd just talk with them, with our translators. And we'd invite them to the services. And it was an amazing experience. Um, getting there, going with the kids every day and hanging out with them. They'd all like want to play and do everything because yeah, they don't have anything else to like, they don't have any, ah, oh, phone, I gotta do my Snapchat streaks or whatever. They just exist, they play, they learn at school and I hope that we taught them. I am gonna assume that based on the fact that they remember what they did, what the first trip did in the fall, um, they're, I hope that they're going to remember what we did for them and that hopefully it'll stick and that it'll, it'll continue to build 
in the community until we can help the church be completely planted and rooted in that area. And hopefully, while hopefully these missions aren't necessary, obviously, I want to go down there again very badly. I just mean, like, hopefully we can get it to a point where it doesn't need Americans to help it along, where it can just be its own church and be its own ministry in the community. My name is Shane. Um, this is my first time going um, on any missions trip. I never never thought I'd uh, do anything with missions, but God had a different plan for me. So um, I went with my son. Um, I went with the intention of just kind of sitting in the background, watching things, being a chaperone kind of thing. But um, God got me a lot more involved than that. So um, I was asked to uh, think of one way God moved, and I just, I can't. Um, God was present every minute of every day down there. Um, and uh, it's funny, Anthony's talking about uh, getting kinks worked out for the next trip and that. Um, I promise you there's going to be kinks. Um, we only had one major hiccup this trip. and Only uh, one? We, That's not we, so bad. When we landed in Santo Domingo, um, my luggage was in Atlanta. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But it got delivered to me Sunday night. We landed Saturday. Sunday night it got delivered. Uh, broken handle, but I got it fixed. Woohoo. Um, yeah, but um, so um, Saturday on the, on the plane, I was planning my devotional. Um, I was asked to do a devotional one, one morning. And uh, so I was planning my devotional out of Jonah, um, not knowing that our VBS was going to be out of Jonah, not knowing that we were going to be in a sermon series out of Jonah. Um, but Jonah is really just all about trials, um, how we don't do what God wants us to do because we don't want to do it, um, then how we finally turn around and, and we do it, and then uh, we're, we're still kind of um, greedy and, um, you know, take things for granted, um, such as showers. Um, water ran into a five-gallon bucket, you took a smaller bucket, dumped it on your head, um, that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's just, Josh and JC and Helen would talk about it all the time. And you see the, the video up there in pictures. And guys, those pictures do not do that place justice. It is beautiful down there. The kids are just constantly smiling. Um, they welcome you um, like you belong there. Uh, you go up to a house and they would they would stop what they're doing if they're doing laundry or, or whatever they're doing. They would stop what they're doing, grab chairs and say, come sit, come sit, come sit. They don't know who we are, but they don't care. It's all about people to them. Um, my, my phone wasn't working while I was down there. I was kind of bummed about that, but um, God opened my eyes and kind of shifted my focus to why I was there. I wasn't there to text my family and, and get on Facebook and do all of that. I was there to share his word. So um, he got me more involved in the Bible there and, and kind of opened my eyes and just watching these guys um, up here get involved with the kids and doing what God intended them to do is was just incredible. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you for um, supporting us, however you supported financially, prayerfully, whatever um, the case may be. It was, it was an honor and a privilege to be able to go. Um, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, last thing I want to say is Pastor Saulo was awesome. He's the pastor down there. Um, he leads their church in worship. He sings. 
so that's a new challenge for you guys, Anthony. Um, you got to step up your game, buddy. All right. I'm cre- <laughs> All right. I'm Christian McKnight, and this is my first trip. I went with my mom and my sister, and um, we got there, and I was, super, I was super anxious. Like, this is the furthest I've been away from home. Luckily, I had family with me, so I had it a little easier. But, um, yeah, so we, on the second day we were there, we're going up to the village, and I'm super anxious to see what it looks like. And I, I really like connecting with little kids. They're super kind in their own ways. And we, we're pulling into the town, and all the kids see the bus, and they're scrambling at the gate, just chanting, J.C., J.C. And she's like, oh, my gosh, guys, I'm going to tear up. Very much was. And um, we, as we're pulling um, back in our bus into the spot we were going into, I thought, and I'm, I was just thinking, like, these kids don't speak English. What, what am I going to do? And so um, Tim Welling, one of the members of our trip, he's not here, but um, he asked one of the translators, he says, um, What's sack of potatoes in Spanish? And they're like, sack of papas. And so he would pick the kids up, put them on his shoulder, and then just like sw- swing around and just say sack of papas a lot. And, and if you did anything like that, like piggybacks or anything, they would just line up in a line. They all wanted to do it. And yeah, my, my prayers were just answered down there. I got into the Bible more. Um, we showed up. I got kind of situated and I opened my Bible and I kind of just prayed right before I'm like give me somewhere where I where it opens my eyes and I see I I hear see something that I need to hear and I open my Bible and it opens right at the first page to Ecclesiastes and it it was a great book to read I read it twice because I'm a terrible reader And just, we had great house visits, everything, everything down there. No, no pictures can do justice. No words can do justice. Just God was at work the entire time. Christian, I like what you said about that story with sack of potatoes, because I think we all ran into so many opportunities where we were there, we were with these people, we were at church with these people, we were in this situation, we're in this house visit, we're here, what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to sit here or are we going to make something of it and just to go for it, you know? And yeah, I love that. Love that story. Um, my name's Helen. This is my second trip. And as far as the, the heat and house, actually the team who went before, it was actually cooler. <laughs> you didn't sit in there and sweat to death. So, but it was hot, but not like before we had a lot of cool breezes. Anyway, um, the, thing I wanted to talk about was um, when we're in the village we would go to house visits and it was fun to see um, the seeds we had planted before because I went to the same houses that I had visited on the last trip and it was also fun to see the a couple ladies who remembered me so we was able to I was able to have that connection and then to introduce my group to them as well but one that stands out is um, Pastor Anthony and I had prayed for this one lady who there was definitely Dominic um, things happening in her life and she couldn't speak very well or 
she was just, you know, out of it. And I went, we went back this year and she was out doing her laundry and she was happy and she made us, um, fresh cherry juice, which was amazing. Um, but it was just, see, it's good to see, um, that God is doing a work there. And another thing I noticed is a lot of them will say that they're Catholic, but then we come to realize like there's no, um, like priest or church in the community. And I'm, I'm, almost think that they're not understanding maybe Christianity and Catholicism. So um, it gave us an opportunity to like um, let them know that, you know, there's a church in their community now. And um, I encouraged a lady to reach out to one of them that are part of the church to, so she can understand her Bible more. Um, but it was just cool to see. And, and that if you're wanting to pray, that would be something to pray for the community of Ria Reba. Um, he's just moving there and, uh, God is moving there and I could see it this time through like when they have their church services, this time they brought their instruments and then they got the children involved with a couple dances. And I, I noticed that, um, there were more parents coming to these church services. So, you know, we're reaching the hearts of the kids and, you know, the parents are going to be curious and they're going to come and see what's happening. But it's a beautiful village down there. You know, I'd move down there if Miguel would take me in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> but yeah, just thanks for your prayers and your support. And um, I encourage you to go. It's, it's a lifetime, life-changing experience. Uh, my name is Landon, and this was my first time going. And I had a really great time. And recently I discovered a verse that I feel like is just really what, what we were doing. And it's Mark 16, verse 15. And it says, Jesus speaking, uh, go and proclaim to all the world the gospel. And that's exactly what we were doing. When we were going to the houses, we were just sitting down, having a conversation with uh, the people who live there and just sharing the gospel, inviting them to the services, listening to the, where they are in their relationship with Christ and telling them where we were. And um, I thought that was, that I felt the closest during the house visits to God, which was really, really awesome. And then um, I feel like God was with us everywhere we went. When we were connecting with the kids, God was there. When we were at the house, God was there. When we were even in the church services, God, God was always there. And I got the opportunity to share my testimony while I was there. And I felt like that was just a God thing. God put the words in my mouth and God gave me the wisdom because I had two days to prepare it. And it was, I was a little nervous because of the lack of time I had, but it went really well. Um, God provided for me and um, the kids were awesome. Like they would just run up to you just immediately. Like they didn't, they didn't care. They didn't stare. They didn't, you know, question. They just did it. And the people were always welcoming. They, you know, said hi and they told you to come sit. They would give you coffee and they would feed you. Some of them would feed you. And it was just a really, really great time. And um, a verse that was with me the whole time was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. And I just really think that this was part of um, the plan God had for me. I can't wait to go again. Awesome. Thanks, Landon. Yeah, got one more. 
I know we're cutting close on time, but I want to say one more thing. Um, I want to encourage you guys, um, if you've never thought about going on a mission trip, um, just pray. Um, pray for the next team, uh, whether you pray for yourself to see if God wants you to go or, or not. Um, we, we all didn't choose to go on this trip. The first team didn't choose to go on this trip. God chose us. So um, just pray about it. Pray for the next team that uh, God opens hearts and eyes um, to the right people. And uh, if, if you feel like God's, even the, the slightest ounce that God's calling you to go, jump on it and go. It's definitely a life changer. Um, God, that's God moving in your heart. Love that. All right, guys. Hey, that was awesome. It's cool to hear from all of you. Let's give them a hand and you guys can head out. Um, thank you for sharing, everybody. While they're heading out, I have the joy of kind of wrapping this up and putting a bow on it. So, man, I can't say enough how awesome that trip was. It was just incredible. And, you know, there's something where you're disconnected. I didn't have cell phone service the whole time, right? You're just disconnected from everything. You're away from everybody you know. And you're like, dang, I'm here on this mission. And it's just like God just carries you through that. And, like, you just get this chance to connect. And you know what's really hard? I feel like one of the hardest things is to live for God and to be sold out for him in the everyday life. When you're in a place that you know where you have all your creature comforts and everything. You've got your phone and stuff like that. Um, as we were doing this and, and as we were talking about what we wanted to communicate here, we, we have been going through Jonah. And we've been seeing the heart, the amazing heart of God and how he just loves, loves, loves people. And... Um, the, our, one of our core values as a church is God's mission over our comfort. And I think, man, this trip has been so awesome. And I'm just so encouraged by everybody that went on this trip, guys, that you put God over, God's mission over your comfort. And that's one of the things that we want to do as a church. That's, that's one of the things that we want in our DNA. And that is in our DNA. One thought that I had over and over again while I was there, and I shared this just a little bit. Um, it started on the plane, right? We got our luggage, checked it in, got on the plane, and I had this same thought, and it was recurring throughout the whole trip. And it was this. It was, Eric, you're here. Okay, I'm here on the plane. There's some people next to you that you don't know. Am I just going to, am I going to go for it? Or am I not going to go for it? Or am I going to let that opportunity pass? And literally, I'll tell you what, that question came over and over and over again. It was never ending. When I was on the plane, but I ended up, I went for it. We had a great conversation, right? We talked about Jesus. It was awesome. They were Christians. And I got to pray for them. It was wonderful. We, got, we get there. We, uh, we get over. We get to the school, and we do VBS. And there's all these kids running around. I'm here, but am I going to go for it? Am I going to get involved? Am I going to play sack of potatoes? Am I going to teach the kids uh, lightning? Or wait, I call it lightning. You call it knockout. Am I going to teach the kids knockout? Or am I just going to sit here and let this opportunity pass? When we were going to house visits and we sat down with people and they were so welcoming with us. I'm here. Am I going to go for it? Or am I going to let this opportunity pass? Am I going to share the gospel with them? You know, I want to share a quick verse with you. This is Mark chapter 8. And this has to do with our core value. Mark chapter 8. And it says this. This is Jesus talking. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself 
and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to forfeit his soul? And uh, for what can a man give in return for his soul? Wow, what a powerful verse. Um, you know, there's so many things that I like, things that, you know, give me so much comfort. My family, friends, food, relaxing. There's lots of things I don't like. I don't like losing. I don't like being in awkward com- uh, situations. I don't like being an outsider. I don't like, you know, struggling, whatever. But you know what's so true with this verse, guys? It says, if you lose your life, you'll get it spiritually. If you lose the fleshy parts of your life, you'll actually gain spiritual life. Losing for Jesus and the gospel is life. And if you know Jesus, you know this is true. If you, you're in this situation, you're with your, your family, I'm here, am I gonna go for it? You're with your kids, right? You're, you're living with them every day. You're here with your, with your children. Are you gonna disciple them? Are you gonna pour into them? Are you gonna show them Jesus? Are you gonna go for it? Or are you just gonna miss that opportunity? If you're, you're, you're with your spouse, uh, you feel distant, you're here, are you gonna go for it? You're at your job, you're here. Are you gonna go for it? Are you gonna share the gospel? I just hope you guys hear that. And I think that's just a real practical point that we can take home um, and apply each of us personally. God's mission over our comfort. Uh, So just to wrap this up here, we have been praying and we've been walking around our community and we're gonna keep doing that. There's new sheets out there. So if you want new prayer prompts as you continue to walk, if you want t-shirts, there's t-shirts out there. Um, We're gonna keep praying for our community, guys. And we want Ashland to know Jesus in way deeper ways than what it knows right now. We want everywhere where we live um, to meet Jesus in a greater way. So we're gonna continue praying. And what I thought would be cool is we're gonna end with just a time of prayer. We're gonna end with a time of prayer. Um, Guys, it starts with us. Uh, We're here, are we gonna go for it? So prayer focuses our heart and gets us focused on um, the people that God wants us to minister. So what what I want us to do is, we're gonna take a minute and a half, okay? One minute and a half, we did this first service, we'll do the second service. I will time you, and you're gonna turn to one person next to you, and if there's a third person out, just invite them in, you can do three people. But I want you to pray for Ashland. I want you to pray for the churches in town. I want you to pray for our church. I want you to pray for salvation for our town and beyond. And so I'm going to release you guys. We're going to do this for a minute and a half, and then I will close this in prayer. Sound good? Go for it. Minute and a half.
30 seconds, 30 seconds. Okay, hopefully you guys enjoyed this this morning. Let me quick pray for us and then we'll be dismissed. God, I thank you for church. God, church is uh, not a building, it's people. I thank you for all my friends here in this room. Jesus, I pray that wherever we are, God, whatever situation, we're there. Don't let us miss it. God, help me to love my wife better. God, help me to love my kids better. God, help me to share Jesus with people. God, I pray... If my heart is hard in any of these areas, God, I just deliver that over to you, Jesus. Um, God, I just pray that you do a work first in us. You would bring our hearts, that you would uh, make our hearts soft to you, God, that you would make our hearts soft to others. We would just go for it because we love you, Jesus. And we love others. Thank you for this time. Bless our community. We pray that in your name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. You are dismissed. We'll see you next week.